This is Jill Jans, a huntress, and I gotta tell you, when I'm on the road, there's only one thing I'll pee into, and that's a funnel. It's called the Go Girl. I hope you have a minute to go check it out. Automatic defense procedures initiated. What we've got here is maximum voltage, maximum power, maximum carnage. This is maximum threshold. Call the show at. 440-709-4977. Maximum threshold. And here's your hosts, Dom. He's actually quite smart. He just makes errors of judgment along the way.
to start to show off with, of course, the legendary, the iconic man himself, D. Snyder. We started to show off with our dedication tonight to the memory of Jill Janis, singer for Hatchet. Man, it's a real bummer. Music's, man. Lost a, a queen for you. Man, it's a real fucking bummer. Mm. That's a drink for you, Jill. Yeah, we had Jill on a while ago on the show. And, you know, I was thinking about it. I may re-air that interview. Because, man, it's kind of a bummer. So, uh, okay, well, like I said, this is this show's in memory of her. Also, um, like I said, if you ain't got the new D, the new D Snyder record for the love of metal, you need to get your own nubby grubs on it and make it Joe's. And it's a really good record. It's heavy. That's what I like about it. His voice goes great with it. He had some killer people working with him on this one and and all that. So you know I'm see what I'm saying. I'm sure you guys heard all the hype and all that on it already. So Yep, and all that. Now we got a couple interviews tonight. We're doing an interview at like 40 minutes or so with the band Wretched. Uh, they were on a show, was, uh, what was it? Beginning of the year or it was last year or something like that. I just want to get them back on here and see, get caught up, see what's going on with these guys. And just play some more of their tunes, man, because we got some of their old stuff. And also, if you guys are watching the cable tonight, the cable, <laughs> uh, NXT's got their pay-per-view on tonight, their takeover in Brooklyn. So if you guys are watching that, that's, yep, that's what I got playing on in the back over here. I'm nerding out. So, yep. I got the interview tonight also with Dean Castronovo. Now as Michael got that, that's about an hour long. That's a doozy right there. So we're probably going to play that afterwards. If we have David on the show. So that's where we're at. I want to get in the, get in the groove right now. We'll start playing some, some shizits for you guys. Let's see. What I got? I had some new stuff on the board. And I got, I got a bunch of old stuff, too. Mm. See, I didn't have none of this prepared. Just so, you, just for you know. Okay, wait a minute. Let me, I gotta pause the recorder because I'm gonna be playing some music. The only people in the live, you tune into us live here at maximumthreshold.net. You get to hear some of this cooler stuff. Let me pause this. Wait a minute. I'm playing some Van Halen next. Yeah, for all you people who just tuned in, uh, if you listen to us live, you get to hear some Van Halen with somebody. Get me a doctor. And if you didn't listen to us live. You listen to a song on the podcast, you didn't hear it. Yeah, that was simple. Okay, so I did mention about the the Jill Janice and me toss that into the mix. So, you know, what the hell? I'm going to play that for you right now. It's only like 16 minutes or so. So I'm going to play that for you, you guys tuning in. And this goes out to the memory of Jill Janice. Uh, she'll be forever missed. Man, that's a, such a bummer. Okay, well, here you go. And this is Michael caught up with. I think Jeff was with him too. They caught up with her. 
and interviewed her. So here you go, man. Check this out. This is the Huntress interview. See you guys in a little bit. All right, this is Jeff and Michael from Maximum Threshold Radio, and we're with Jill from Huntress. How's it going so far, Jill? It's awesome. Good. No complaints. Getting out on the road. You guys are, like, really working. It's getting a couple warm-up dates, and then you're going to jump in with Lamb of God and Testament and get ready to go out there? Yeah, absolutely. Don't forget Kill Switching Gage. Kill Switching Gage. First co-headlining with Lamb of God, and, yeah, we're totally pumped. Well, first of all, let's uh, tell everybody where we can find your music yeah. and your merchandise and your tour info. Sure, yeah, we'll do the shameless plug. You can find us online. I'm very active with my fans on Facebook. Um, it's Huntress Kills. On Twitter, it's Huntress Kills as well. And, uh, and you can go to our website, HuntressKills.com, and find out all the tour dates. And we're launching a new merch merchandise store very soon here with Benchmark. So we'll be... Uh, you know, listing that information very soon, but you can find all this info on our website. It's probably a one-stop shop. So as long as you remember to kill. Yeah, yeah, just and remember. And the name of the band, you're good to go. Hunterskills.com. Yeah. Sweet. So the new record's been out now for a little while. Yeah, it came out this summer on Mayhem Festival. It came out in in July here in the states, and uh, yeah, we've been touring relentlessly. Got a uh, video. Since, yeah, yeah, we have a video out now called Zenith. And it was directed by Phil Mucci, who's a visionary. And one of my favorite videos he did was High on Fire's Fertile Green. And that's really what sold us on him as a director. We actually contacted him even before the record was recorded because we knew at that, at that point that he was the one that was going to take on Zenith. And you knew that was the song that was going to be for Absolutely, cool. yeah, absolutely. Do you, have a, do you have a full, complete, control, hands-on approach to your music, the image, the way the videos, do you give them an idea? Or do you just let him have free reign? <laughs> well, with Phil, there's only one Phil Mucci, and I would say that I would give him complete control because he, he's a genius. Um, generally speaking, I, I don't give up my control very easily. I've had to learn to compromise with, with my bandmates, and, and they're excellent, and they share the same vision as me. But the reason why we're moving forward so quickly on this journey is because we share the same vision. If that vision wasn't unified, then it would break. So uh, that's the only thing I don't compromise on is vision. But with, with Phil, he shared the same vision. It was very easy. He came in um, and gave us a treatment, and he created the entire storyline. Um, what he did was he found different characters from the album Starbound Beast. I play several characters in the video, which is the Starbound Beast with the horns, right. and also the Virgin Oracle. So the oracles, um, you know, and the, and the Nova Witches. This is all part of the story of the album. So he really delved into the, the entire album of Starbound Beast and found some interesting characters, which we played. Cool. Well, I'd like yeah. to consider myself... A genius and a visionary of dick, <laughs> of dick and fart jokes. That's cool. Can I hear some? What, what, let's hear a dick and fart joke. You can't put me on the spot. All right, yeah, work it, work After it the out. interview, he but plays. I will ask you this. Because yeah. you're, 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 you're in the bus or the van yeah, with a yeah, bunch yeah. of guys. Totally. Do they, do they treat you with respect? Do they, do they crop dust you? Or yeah, are you the main offender? <laughs> no, I am not the main offender. Um, I burp a lot. I think it's just from being a vocalist. I can definitely win a burp contest. Sometimes women, man, just put guys Especially to shame. Like yeah, I can definitely burp the best out of anybody in my band. It's just because my breath control. It's just like pure diaphragm control, and I can I can slay it with the burping. But I do get crop dusted, and it's usually by Ian, our bass player. Nice. It's always the bass player. Oh, it is the yeah. <laughs> poor bass players always get shit out of us. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh. One of my friends is a big, big time Huntress fan. Excellent. And, and I, we're actually going to go to Columbus, and she said to ask you 
about your your go girl? Oh, my go girl! I'm pumped that she asked me about this. Um, when we first started touring, you know, I, I went a little nuts because it was a really huge transition from being, you know, feminine and, you know, I grew up a tomboy, I grew up on a farm, it's not a big deal, I can, I can, you know, deal with getting grossed out. But being in a van with four boys and not being able to pee when I wanted to, right. uh, I found this device called the Go Girl, and it's basically a, a space-age type of funnel that you put on your pussy. You can stand up and just pee into the funnel, and I, I would just get out on the side of the road with the dudes at first. and do my initials in the snow, and that was always, you know, entertaining. And then it progressed to, uh, you know, being able to pee in a funnel in the van on my knees into a bottle. Would that work for a, a gentleman with a really small penis? It, it may. It may absolutely, Is, you know, as long as you're not Where can hard. I find this? I have a, I have a friend <laughs> with a very small penis. I, I think, oh, well, I think it's go-girl.com, and I'm actually not even sponsored by them. I bought one, and I, I use it, you know, when I'm standing up on the side of the road, but I've become a master of peeing in bottles, and my favorite is actually a large-sized cup from McDonald's. Large. It's, it's amazing. I can piss them out and, and just, you know, kind of hold on till, till later, you know? Yeah, I'm, I am now a master of peeing in bottles, and it, it actually started with Go Girl. So let your friend know. Well, if you can, if you can take a dump in one. Oh, just oh yeah. 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 Just the old old hot box. Ooh, made the that's though. a rough one. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Cleveland steamer into a McDonald's large cup. Yeah, that's, that's right. a, it's a rough one. Yeah. It's a mess. Yeah, I don't know about that. I probably, uh, you know, we, we really try to maintain our, our poo schedule on the road. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, sometimes sometimes you can. You can just yeah. take an empty twelve pack, put a couple of grocery bags in there. You can, if, if I had to, I would and absolutely. You, and you're and it's environmentally friendly because you're reusing the grocery bags. It's biodegradable, dude. And the twelve pack, so yeah. Hey, there you go, guys. So do you when you're obviously you're a woman, you're fronting the band. Do you get that whole vibe too that like a lot of the female fronted vocalists in metal? It's like a tits and ass show, man, and they don't really have the music to stand behind, and, mm. they, and they have to do that. Do you get some of that, too? Because we talked to, like, Terry B from My Ruin and that, and she's, like, totally against that, too, and she doesn't go like that. And I don't see you really doing much mm. of that, but you guys have substance where that doesn't have to... Mm. Well, there, well, there always will be misconceptions and preconceptions about any female-fronted act. I'm not here to change the world. Right. I'm here to live for my purpose and, um, you know, and melt faces. So that, that's what I do. Uh, I really, it's a lot of noise. There's a lot of noise out there, and I, I don't really pay attention. I just do what I do. And, and fortunately, I have a band that supports that as well. I don't read reviews. I don't read blogs. I don't go online. The only the interaction I have is with fans, and that's very strict. Right. Um, so I don't hear a lot of the noise. Um, I'm not afraid. To, to use a little sexuality to draw you closer to the flame, but God damn it, you got to have a voice to back it up. Right, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And you, I read that you were classically trained. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. From the time I was ten years old, I started singing opera and musical theater, and uh, secretly, all of, all of the while, wanted to to be a metal vocalist. And my mother was really strict with my voice, which I'm happy now because she said someday. Your vocal training will be the foundation for your screaming, you know. So she knew back then that what what I was capable of, um, but she was very strict about my upbringing. So I did record a bunch of thrash songs and Misfits covers in nice. my best friend's basement when I was 13 years old. But consistently training and preparing for for now for this this you know takeover with Huntress and and the metal voice and, and the transition of wiping away a lot of those classical inflections and and really honing in and defining myself. 
cool. So you actually were out on the road then. With the, didn't you open up for Danzig? And, yes. And so how cool was that? With, oh when Doyle came out, you would no, do it, like a little half hour, forty five minutes. It was. Deal? It blew my mind, and not only my mind, all of us, my bandmates and I, were all massive Danzig and Misfits fans. So I think the pinnacle of that tour was when I was, you know, every night we'd watch them from the from the side of the stage. And he's such a master of his of his craft; it's insane. So I was watching, and all of a sudden he turned and looked at me and pointed and I did one of those over the shoulder looks like who me and the guys just pushed me out and he said come on let's sing skulls uh. so I went out there before I knew it, I had a microphone in my hand and I was singing with Danzig while Doyle was playing guitar and uh, as a teenage girl I dreamed of this right. you know, I've visualized for years being able to tour and, and, and be on on the road with Danzig and, and for for Doyle to be part of this tour on the 25th anniversary it was an absolute dream come true so is there like can you squash those misconceptions that Glenn's a big giant douche to everybody else except mm. himself he is charming he's handsome he's intelligent um, he was such a gentleman to myself and 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 very cool with the boys too it wasn't just me being a, a pretty gal on tour right. and favoring me he actually spent a lot of time with the other guys as well and, and was talking to them and and uh, was just really hilarious. I have to say that what's so neat about Glenn now, knowing him personally, is he's fucking funny. Right. He's so smart and so funny, and we just cracked up constantly. We actually kept a little uh, a little diary of all the things he said <laughs> because he was really funny. You got any of that? Any of that wisdom you can throw um, away? Just uh, one one line which sticks out was uh, I think the band was like, "Hey, Glenn, you know, well, what do you want to do next?" He's like, "What do I want to do next?" I want to be in a sushi restaurant in LA, but that's not going to happen. You know, he's just one-liners. He's so showbiz. He has this really like, um, almost like vaudevillian way of, of dealing with his mannerisms, and he's just old school and, and really cool. Right. He was yeah. like one of. The, he was like the originator of the whole DIY movement. Yeah, absolutely. And, and he, everybody, kind of ripped him off, and mm. he, he didn't get. He got some. He got the respect from fellow musicians, mm. but not from the industry as a whole. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely due the respect, and those that are, are able to tour with him and really see, uh, we, we bow down at the altar of Danzig. He's done an amazing uh, thing for Hunters, particularly choosing us to go on tour with him. And that We've been seeing so much love from our the bands that choose us to go on the road. For example, Lamb of God, you know, they, they really love the band, and they chose us to go with them. So it's not like, you know, you know, we have a great team around us, but the love we've been getting from the bands we're touring with is, is immense. Cool. So after this next big tour ends, what's what's the plan? You're gonna go back out on the road, be road warriors some more? Absolutely. Well, we're back in in Los Angeles to uh, finish writing our third record. We're releasing one a year. It's pretty uh, pretty neck breaking pace, but we're very inspired. So we're home in December working on the record, and then we're back on the road with Lamb of God, going to Europe and the UK for a tour with Decapitated in January. Oh, cool. And then we're announcing some big festivals as well, but those will. Those will be announced shortly. I can't talk about them yet. Right. But yeah, decapitated. Uh, we're really pumped. I'm a Polish girl as well, so I'm really excited to, to meet those Polish boys and head out on the road with them in, in, in January. And that's it's cool. Be that brutal. You get to play. You get. You're playing with like a big mix of everybody. You're not getting pigeonholed. You're not like, oh, we're going out with the Doom band, so it's a Doom tour. Ah, uh, we're getting the, the pseudo thrash guys. That's who we're stuck yeah. with. You know. I mean, you guys are playing with anybody and everybody, that, and that's killer. Well, you know, I, I feel that we we can play with everyone, everybody. I feel like there's elements in our music that um, that enable that. For example, you know, we're we're very true to the roots of heavy metal. We're Absolutely number one, we are a heavy metal band, but we're very melodic. Right. We have um, influences from black metal, from death metal, from thrash. So all those elements, it just really opens the door for us to tour with whoever wants to bring us along.
We usually have to play with ourselves. Most of the time. You usually play with yourself, huh? All yeah, the time. Yeah. Right? All the time, yeah. Nonstop, nonstop. Not right now, though. Not, okay, cool. I mean, I'm down if you guys want to show me what you got. Oh. You know? She I like the chloroform. Yeah. yeah. By the way, those pants are awesome. Thanks. Oh, thank you. This oh, like right. that, it's like that dude. Um, but Mr. Slim Good? Yeah, yeah, Slim Gun. Yeah, I totally. I watched that when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, it's tight. They freak a lot of people out. I love them. Especially Christians. They get weird. Yeah, those Christians. They're so cute. They get scared <laughs> over anything. Oh, and look who's here. It's Carl. Where's Vicky, my drummer? Come on in, Carl. Join in the fun. Come on, sit down. Get in the middle. Well, he doesn't crop dust. It's Ian, generally. But, oh, yeah. yeah Ian's the farter. Yeah, he's not really a farter. I always admit. I admit. Down, buddy. Guilty. So this is the guy that spends the whole tour staring at your ass. Right? Uh, no, no one stares at my ass. They all, they're grossed out by me. They're I'm like, I'm like their disgusting little sister. Yeah, they just, they're not interested. It's, it's like one of the guys at this guy in the band, right? Yeah, I, you know, if I ever get naked, I, I say, you know, yes. you guys are going to barf if you see my tits. Just don't look. Don't sure. look. You're going to get disgusted. She's like our big little sister. Yeah, I'm all a big little sister. Time. All the same time. Yeah. Totally gross them out. Yeah. Many <laughs> That's awesome. It's not many times you hear it, the, the girl's the one that's grossing everybody out on the road, so kudos. Yeah, yeah, I talk a lot about peeing and things like that. <coughs> she, was, she was telling us about the go girl. Yeah, the go girl, she was very girl. passionate oh, about that's, it. That's uh, handy when you have to drive longer than 25 minutes at a time, you know? <laughs> women always have to pee when you We do, girl. it sucks. We always have, and I'm, I'm good at it. I'm, I'm like, no caffeine right before we get in the, you know, long drive. Uh, pretty good, and if I need to, I'll sneak away and, like I said, pee in a cup. Yeah. I do well, I do well. All right. The rhythms of the road. Yeah, it's the rules of the road. The rules of the road. Yeah, the rules of the road. Washing your hair in sinks and peeing in cups. Yeah, man, whatever it takes. But yeah, Carl's cool, man. He's uh, from PA. Decent. Pretty decent. He's a good guy. What part of PA are you from? Okay, as long as it's not yeah, no, that, that okay shit would go right out the window. <laughs> what is it? The okay shit would go okay. right out the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is that? Why you don't like Pittsburgh? Is there a team you're against there? The Steelers. The Steelers? I, I, I don't care. It's not the Steelers. It's, it's the Steelers fans. What's okay shit? Steelers fans. No, oh. it'd, it'd be okay as yeah, long yeah, as yeah. you're from not anywhere but Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. Or Baltimore. Sweet. Yeah, I'm not I hate, a fan of Baltimore. I fucking hate Baltimore more than I hate Pittsburgh. It's okay. They're the racist ones. <laughs> They're the racist um, Browns. You got you want to understand. You, you, I, I don't, you know, hey, I'm an Eagles fan, and they, they sucked it today. You know, Barkley threw four interceptions in the fourth quarter. The Browns quarter. suck yeah, it well, every day. They, so. Listen, yeah. I know. Hey, I'm, I'm, a, I'm from New York. I should be a Giants fan. I'm not. I love the Eagles. Oh, they probably hate you there. Yeah. I love New York. The football? Yes. The foosball? Foosball and the devil. It's for the devil. Oh, Lordy. Yeah, so anything else you guys want to ask this handsome drummer of mine? I don't know. We were, we thought we had you. Get, how does, how does like? it feel being so handsome? You know, it's it's hard waking up every day just with this face. You know? <laughs> it is. It's something I've I've grown to accept. So the truth At be least told, you're modest. Drummers get the best looking chicks. Yeah, it's true. We, we lay back. It's we, actually true. They're, they're, we get the most fan mail from chicks that want to meet him. He's like a teddy bear. They just want to snuggle just, with him. This is the drummer move. I know this. When you lay back, uh -huh. you let the the, the swinging dick guitar player and. Vocalist, mm -hmm. if you have a male vocalist, think uh -huh. they're getting a hot in the bar, and you just lay back, and then it's like, if you're so inclined to pick up women, you 
you know? This Slim Pickens right there, this piece yeah. of cake. Well, yeah. first of all, we're a metal band, band, so, you know, Slim Pickens right. generally for any chicks that come. But, you know, more girls are coming to Hunter shows, and we're selling most merch to women. So I think now that, that it's, it's starting to kind of climb up every now and then, you know? But, yeah, he's a teddy bear. They want to snuggle with this guy. I Look at that bad. beard. I'm a nice, I'm a nice guy. He's, he's yeah. snuggly. I mean, we listen to everything, you know, Jill listens to a lot of black metal, and then we'll even get down with, like, Dolly Parton. Dude, right yeah, here. Dolly's queen. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Dolly and Bourbon Church is down there. It's a lot of heart. We've been listening to a lot of Boston. Yeah. Grand Funk Railroad. Grand Funk, Bad Company. Scorpions. Foreigner, Scorpions. Yeah, Scorpions, Uli Roth era. Yeah. A lot of 70s proto-metal, a lot uh -huh. of pentagram. You know, keep oh. it doomy. All the... Gotcha. All the normal stuff. Yeah, cool. you know, whatever. Cool. No hip hop, no hip hop. No That's hip -hop. good. No, no mostly That's not good. No, no, I can't. I can't. I mean, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely. I like I like some old school rap. With yeah, me too. Sure, okay. I don't like that new shit. You know, there's a good song, man. You know? Yeah. yeah. What, what about? Is it? Is there going to be any Man of War influence on this oh, new album? That's this guy. There's always Man of War. There's Where always. Are you under your clothes right now? Dude, yeah, he's constantly. Maybe. So you're not turning that phone call down when they call you and say, "Hey, we need you, man, but you got to throw the loincloth on." Would you turn that phone call down? You're in the heaviest, most metal band in the world at that point. I wouldn't say about that. You know what? He's the, he, listen. Man, he, I, man I'm on the Motorhead side of that argument. He's, he's half a pussy. He doesn't want to right? oil up his chest and put on a loin. But Motorhead oh, would say they're rock and roll. Yeah. Lenny's well, the baddest motherfucker that ever walked the You know the face he wrote our earth. song. He's great. You know he co-wrote a song on this album. He did. You guys, yeah. this, this is this is some news here. All right. Well, I asked Lemmy to write a song for our new album, which is Starbound Beast. Met up with him. We're we're good friends. I've known him for a few years now. I asked him to write a song for me for this song for the album Starbound Beast. A couple weeks later, I met up with him. He hands me two pieces of notebook paper with the lyrics to "I Want to Fuck You to Death." That is a song he wrote for he us. Oh, that's badass. He wrote I Want to Fuck You to Death. And it's played uh, virtually nonstop now on uh, Sirius XM Liquid Metal. Right. Thank you, Jose. Uh, but yeah, that's been a really great song for us. It's been, uh, we're actually getting paid. Getting paid you know, did, you, did you meet him at the video poker game in the rainbow? Um, he actually would perform with my other, my ex-band, um, Chelsea Girls. I was in an all-girl female tribute band called Chelsea Girls. And at, on the drums of Samantha Maloney, Whole Eagles of Death Metal, Motley Crue. On guitar, Allison Robertson of the Donnas. And on bass, Corey Parks of Nashville Pussy. Yeah. So we put together this band. We had a residency at the Roxy. Corey's good friends with Lemmy. He'd come up on stage and sing Ace of Spades with us and some Eddie Cochran songs. Um, so we became friends from Chelsea Girls. That was back in 2009. We stayed in touch. And he's a, a man of integrity. Absolutely. There's a lot of people who will tell a gal, yeah, sure, I'll write you a song. He uh, doesn't uh, talk the talk. He walks the walk. You right. know? And, and that's what I love about Lem is that he really came through for me and, and, and the boys and, and gave us a song that has uh, helped elevate us. It was a high five from the universe. Sweet. Maybe getting on that tour then? Maybe. Yeah, there's always talks. There's always talks. There's always, you know, you never know. You never know. Lemmy's a, a bull. He's he's going strong, and and uh, I'm really really proud of him, and I'm really excited for the future, for Motorhead, and also for Huntress. Absolutely, the new Motorhead's 
awesome. Oh, it's it's awesome. I heard it in the studio oh, while they were recording it. It's, it's, it's when I first heard that in the studio, I actually I called the boys and I was like, "This is the best album I've heard of no ever." Way. Yeah, it's no, good. it's insane. It, it, it's it's, it's, it's got like that. I mean. The blue, the heavy bluesy stuff on there. Mm. It's there. It's. I mean, he's just so good at what he does. Speaking but of new album, you listen to the new Manowar album. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's a great album. You heard it. Not, oh, it's great album. Is it? Yeah. Such hot. It's super. It's it's almost all like heavy heavy songs. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'll have to check it out. I know Ross was pushed. You know he's. Doing that Death Dealer now? Have you heard that? Uh uh-uh. uh It's very good too. Nice. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, some really new good. music to consider. Death Dealer. Yeah. Ross the Boss. And Ross Sean, the Boss. Sean Peck's doing vocals for him. Oh no way. So it's it's pretty cool. Maybe I'm gonna have to check that uh, Man of War out. Yeah, now. it's good. There's you know, there's some Man of War on there. And... It was Columbus Day the other day, you know. Oh. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, girl. Ohio is a big Man of War state. Yeah. yeah. I didn't. I, I just know the yeah. music. I don't know the dreams. The drums of doom. He what? died recently too. Yeah, it's a bummer. Hey, he passed yeah. away. So cool. All right, guys. Well, yeah. we appreciate you taking the time out uh, to sit with our stupid asses for a little bit. And if you could do us a favor, um, do us a promo ID. Yeah, sure. Say what? your names and what band you're in, or you can do it collectively and just right. say your band. Say you're listening to Maximum Threshold Radio and throw any crazy shit out. All right, I'll go first. Here we go. Okay. This is Jill Janice of Huntress, and you're listening to Maximum Threshold Radio. This is Carl Wearsbicky of Huntress, and you're listening to Maximum Threshold Radio. Cool. This you're is cute. Michael Strong of the Coupon Clippers, and you're listening to Mexican Threshold Radio. Coupon. It's Mexican. It's not it's Mexican. It's Mexican. Always a victim of the pleasure I seek All the last 
you want to listen to Maxim Threshold Radio on your phone, you can do so. That app is out there, baby. Tune in radio. Go to your little market there and download Tune In Radio. Just type that in the search. Tune in radio. Once you download that app, click it, activate it, blah blah blah. Search maximum threshold. That's once again at Tune In Radio. You can also catch the podcast on there also. Yeah, real nice. Check it out. Tune in radio for maximum threshold radio live. Call into the show. West Coast callers call 213-973-7237. Once again, 213-973-7237. East Coast callers 440-709-4977. Once again, 440-709-4977. Miss the live show? Go to stitcherradio.com and search Maximum Threshold and listen in today. That's Maximum Threshold and Stitcher Radio, a match made in heaven. Trailers rocking, probably with their sister. I mean, we're listening to Maxwell Threshold right here. Maxwell Threshold Radio Show. Hey, this is John Five, and you're listening to Maxwell Threshold. Hey guys, this is Ron from YouTube's Rock and Metal News, and this is your Maximum Threshold Rock and Metal News Report. Opeth are set to release a new live DVD, Blu-ray, CD, and vinyl titled Garden of the Titans, live at Red Rocks Amphitheater on November the 2nd through Nuclear Blast. The performance was filmed on May 11th, 2017 at the Red Rocks Amphitheater in Denver, Colorado. Both the DVD and Blu-ray formats include CDs. They released the video of Sorcerer on YouTube so you can get a taste of it. And Disturbed are set to release their seventh studio album. It's titled Evolution and out on October the 19th through Warner Reprise Records. The music video for the first single titled Are You Ready is now on YouTube. They have released the artwork and track list as well. Some of the songs are A Reason to Fight, In Another Time, Stronger on Your Own, Hold On to Memories, among others. And Gamma Bomb have released a lyric video on YouTube for their new single called 6616. It's off their new upcoming album titled Speed Between the Lines. It's going to be out on October the 12th through AFM Records. They have released the artwork and track list as well. Continuing with your Maximum Threshold.net rock and metal news, Core 10 released a new single on YouTube titled Cross the Mosh, the first song since the departure of drummer David Silvera, who used to play with Korn, bassist Chris Dorame, and guitarists Joe Tabak and Bobby Thomas. So stay tuned for more information and who is in the band now, but you can check that out. <laughs> 
And finally, Beartooth. They released their fourth video in the series as they documented the sessions for their new album called Disease. It is on YouTube now, and it's titled Beartooth, Greatness or Death. Disease is out on September the 28th. You can check out the new song that they just released as well called You Never Know. That's on YouTube and digital retailers. This is Ron from YouTube's Rock and Metal News with a Z, and this has been your Maximum Threshold Rock and Metal News Report. Thanks for tuning in. You can't spell the words complete idiot without the letters D-O-M. You're listening to Dom. Yes, you are. What's going on out there, peoples? Yeah, that's a... I almost forgot how good that interview was with Jill. Man, that's a real fucking bummer, man. So sad. Man. Mental illness is a bitch, I tell you. Oh, yeah, man. It gets anybody. So, see, we got an interview coming up here in a little bit with the band Wretched, to be calling it. We haven't talked to them in a while. Gonna get caught up with them for a few. And I got the interview with D. Castronovo of the Dead Daisies. The drummer extraordinaire. That guy's been with everybody, man. Wait till you listen to this interview that Michael did with Dean. It sounds like they went to damn elementary school together. <laughs> it's pretty good. Okay, well, shit, man. We're 40 minutes into this bad boy. Uh, let me, I got to play some Dead Daisies for you. So here we go, man. Um, here we go, man. This is Judgment Day. Here's the Dead Daisies, man. If they come to your town, you got to take some time out and check them out, man. They they sound so damn good, and they are, can I say... It's good stuff for your karate's on top, man.
Maximum Threshold, you're on the air. Hello there. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Hello. You got volume up on everything. Where you at? Are you there? Hello. 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 <laughs> Is this thing on? You hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. you. Sound good. Oh, great. Okay, I don't know what happened there, but for some <laughs> reason we weren't connecting. I was, oh crap! It ain't gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. So what's going okay, on? Okay, cool. What's going on? Well, uh, I just got off work, and uh, you know, I I'm a millwright at the at the borax mine here in the Mojave Desert, so. Oh. They keep me real busy all the time, and I'm just glad to be off work and oh, yeah. talking to you here on the air. Is it hot out there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's hot as hell. Damn. <laughs> so why did you pick a job working at the Borax place in the desert? Well, because the money's good. The money's yeah. real good. And that's yeah. what I do to support my, <laughs> my family and yeah. uh, get my life together, you know, as far as finances go you know because uh-huh. without that i'm not going to be able to finance a studio a house and all the other good stuff in life we try to do <laughs> oh, I, I hear you <laughs> yeah so was, i'm living the dream more or less <laughs> like to get more record sales though yeah. <laughs> do you have a distribution deal with anybody yes i do uh alone records mm-hmm. is who i'm signed with in greece and okay. uh and they're distributing all over the world my my last release, the one that I sent you. Yeah. And uh, in fact, uh, shortly after your first review, I think. In fact, I think you were the first review I ever got. It was so awesome. Oh wow! And I was just blown away at the review you gave me. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, uh, yeah, they're they're distributing it, and uh, I I also distributed out of my Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. link but uh i need to promote that more because i nobody knows that i'm either nobody knows or or it's not going to the right places because i haven't really been pumping that uh promotion very good i mean yeah. i thought i had been but you know there's certain things that uh i've been finding out you know about promoting and stuff and and getting more sales and stuff and Plus, I'm a pioneer at it now, so. Yeah. Uh, but I I have learned a lot in the last year. You know, I just haven't been ready to spend the money on, you know, like really big promotion companies. But I'm I'm going to very soon. What are, What are some of the tricks that you've learned by doing this yourself? Well, <laughs> some of the tricks I've learned. Uh, I'm still working on those tricks. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, I have learned that trying to do stuff on Facebook and Twitter only goes so far, oh, yeah. and that's it. You know, uh, 
they have been um they have been helpful, you know, but I've spent a lot more on you know, Facebook promotions oh, and yeah. things like that. Now has the, should have now has that has the, the Facebook uh, return, you know. So does the Facebook promotion does that does that help um for sales or does that just help more to get in the name out there? It kinda helps for sales, but I'm not really making a lot of yeah. return on the money that I have spent with Facebook promotion. So mm. I won't be doing that anymore. I'm yeah. gonna go for the big stuff, you know, like Blast Beat and and all those other high high dollar promotions, you know, because yeah. they seem like, you know I think the the best uh the best um most positive impact I've made is is when I get um metal magazine um interviews and I've had quite a few of them all over the world, yeah. you know, Italy, France, you know, the UK, here in the States, um, all over, you know, I mean, I could go on, but uh, that I think is the best way, one of the best ways, you know, it's not the be all end all that I've found, but, uh, you know, if you're going to be promoting your music, do it in magazines, you know, that feature your genre, you know, mm-hmm. so like, if you're in metal magazines, of course, you're going to be in there and the fans are going to be looking through and, and reading and they're going to stumble across you. And, and usually at the end of my interviews, I always put where to find my music, where to find my links at and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So uh, it's not that hard to find. You know, you know and and, <laughs> and if all else fails, all you got to do is uh, Google up Wretch the Overlord Messiah and it'll take you to everything I got. Uh-huh. So that's that's another good way. You notice you know? that in Europe that the magazines are are so much bigger than they are here in the states. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I think so. I'm trying to get into uh, zero tolerance right now, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that they're going to go ahead and shoot me and do an interview with that. That'll be a real good help too. When are you going to put and, out? Uh, plus, excuse me. Oh, I was going to ask when are you going to put out the wretched um, documentary. Uh, well, it's almost a documentary, um, when they start asking me about how I started and, and how I got this release up and, you know, and then it's been a, you know, we actually, my old band and I, uh, we're, our name is pronounced wretched actually, Mm. but, uh, our, our, what we did was we, we went to the studio, we, we did this album back in 1988, you know, and uh, I was a kid then, you know, and uh, then we ended up breaking up because we had bad management and a bunch of other stupid stuff was going on. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we were young and stuff and just let everything go. Basically, that record was abandoned, you know, and I I had it. I had the, I had the, the copy, the, the only copy still probably in existence and uh you know i i took care of it and then uh <clears throat> after i realized i wanted to get back into the scene i started learning about the new digital age and digital recording and all that stuff and i learned that it doesn't take much to put your release worldwide you know through itunes and 
and all that other kind of stuff, you know, YouTube music. And oh, yeah. that's where that's where that release is. It's on YouTube music, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, mm-hmm. everything. But the physical, you can buy the physical from me, from my band camp, you know. And uh, I have vinyls. I got CDs. I got a handful of patches left. And, uh, you know, I um, I wanted to release that to the world because it was like, man, we did all this work. And it just it just sat there for years. Mm-hmm. It sat there for years. And in fact, uh, the studio that actually recorded us, um, they still have the masters on their shelf. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get them because they didn't want to give them to me because they were afraid to get caught up in some kind of legal problem. Oh, wow. You know, but even though it has been abandoned for 30 years, and there's a big story behind that, but, but you know, but it, it was real disgusting, you know, the fact that we uh, we <laughs> we did that work, and then from the studio to the stage, you know, and then like a couple months from that, we were headlining gigs over in L.A. You know, we were headlining the Troubadour in Hollywood. You know, we were starting to go places, yeah. and then all of a sudden, we just had this big old thing start up between us and. And, and our management and everybody got tired of him. So we just kind of like fell apart, you know, mm-hmm. and because he was the drummer's dad, it, it made it really hard to, oh, wow. you know, just get rid of that guy. So yeah. we ended up breaking up is what happened. And so, you know, that's, and it was just a shame, you know? And so after all that, you know, I said, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and release this record, you know? Because it was my band, and I have rights to do that. I mean, I was part of it, you know. And I'll just, if it starts really making good sales, I'll just part everything out in five, you know, five pieces. A fifth for me, a fifth for (laughs) this guy, because we were a five-piece band, you know. So everybody gets a fifth of whatever's made, you know. Mm -hmm. But I still got to find these guys, because after 30 years, you know, uh, and all the miles we've traveled, I've traveled, who knows how many they have, but from where we came from, you know, it's it's hard to say where everybody ended up, oh, yeah. you know. So what I'm going to do, you know, is start putting that money in the bank. If it starts making money, I'm still working on that part, you know, but it is a good release. I mean, it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. There's no reason why it shouldn't sell a million copies, you oh, know, because yeah, in yeah. fact, people are still into that old style metal, oh, yeah. you know, but my next is going to be for Thrive because that's what I really like to do. Yeah. You know? Are you playing, uh, a, are you right thinking now. about putting a band back together and then like do maybe re No, no, I'm going to do a solo project because for one, because I work 60 plus hours a week. Yeah. So it's really hard to get going after that you know and and then too it's just there's not very many players out here that are into thrash metal mm-hmm. you know and so <clears throat> with all that you know rather than sifting through the pile and hoping i can scrape up a few people you know and hoping we can make a solid bond with each other and go forward you know mm-hmm. i just decided you know what hell with it i'm just going to handle this on my own produce a solo album and after all everything's produced you know i'm going to go ahead and uh release it under my own label so i have to establish a record label so you know i can have 
every right there is pertaining to my release, you know, coming back to me instead of, oh, well, these guys published it and this label over here is selling it. Because, I mean, you know, um, I'm really grateful for my label. But the fact is, is everything they sell, they keep. They don't give me a dime. What I got out of that deal was I didn't give up my rights, but I I gave them they press 500 CDs and 250 vinyls. And out of those two piles, they gave me 100 CDs and um, 50 vinyls oh, wow. for me to sell, you know, or, or promote or, you know, send to, you know, promotions for, uh, you know, trying to get other, you know, like labels and distributors interested in me. Yeah. You know, so, <clears throat> so uh, you know, to start, you know, it sounded great. And besides, you know, after 30 years, I didn't feel it was going to hurt me at all. And besides, it's only 500. I mean, if I was going to try to survive off of 500 copy sales every <laughs> yeah. time I release something, you know, it would be like, well, how are you going to survive off selling 500? Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah, that's not going to make a yearly income. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but it's a start, and I figured, yeah, you know, I could do that. You know, but this next time, I'm not going to do that. I'm yeah. going to do it all on my own. I mean, yeah, everything. Definitely. You got, you got down to... from my own label to everything. Mm -hmm. I believe, you know, when, once you're not, once you're a musician and once you're an artist and stuff, you know, you've always got to try to find different things out there to do and try to, you know, keep the keep the juices flowing. Like I'm always trying to write something and and put something out there. Even if it does, even if it's not good, you know, to me, maybe maybe sparks sparks some attention in somebody else who would like it. So you got you got to try something, you know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So later on, you know, once I start, like after I finish my first song off this, this new release, I'll probably release a couple singles yeah. leading up to my full length album. Mm -hmm. You know, that way. You know, I can release a single here or a single there and keep the juices flowing, oh, yeah. like I said, you know, and spark, keep the interest sparked up. You know, that's that's my plan, mm -hmm. you know, but I don't see me releasing that next album until probably 2020, yeah. you know, because I have a lot of work to do uh, with, you know, I got a lot of technical difficulties right now with my equipment and mm -hmm. And uh, I just bought a house, you know, and my family and I, we just moved here. And so we're like still, you know, arranging things and, you know, settling in. And so in the studio is like a separate part of being settled in. So that's yeah. coming along, but it's got a ways to go yet before it's functional. I hear you. you know, I have the equipment, most of the equipment, mm -hmm. you know, but I still need a few instruments and things and gadgets and gizmos and digital processors and yeah. stuff that i'd like to have so i'm chipping away you know and i'm making progress so yeah. i'm i'm happy with it you know what kind of processes are are you using well i got a lexicon um digital processor that has a um, you know um buttload of different effects you know for guitar and vocals and that but uh i think i'm gonna once i'm gonna i think i'm going to get a uh um, what is that? Um, the uh, oh, I can't remember the name, but it's it's a high it's a high high tech uh, harmonizer and guitar effects rack 
mm-hmm. you know, because I noticed that the the rack that I have, that lexicon for digital delays and reverbs yeah. and, you know, uh, harmonizers and things, it works perfect, except that when I switch it with my MIDI controller, you know, from one effect to the other, it doesn't, it doesn't change as fast as you would be if you were just stomping on a stomp box. You know, they're instantly on off and bypass. But there's like there's like a, a half of a second delay between when you switch effects still with this one processor. Oh, yeah, so it's, it's slow. It's the MX200, I believe. Okay. And uh, it's a great processor, but it's just slow when you switch it. So I can't use that live because that little bit of delay between bypassing or switching between effects is really going to hurt me. Yeah. You know, so I don't plan on using that live. And then I got a, I got a Arl Exciter. Uh, I got a uh, tube black um, mount on equalizer, uh, a decimator ProRack G. Um, I got a ART uh, Pro VLA2 and a ART Pro MPA2. Those and are classics, aren't they? The VLA2 is a compressor, and it's also two-powered. And also the uh, the preamp is mm-hmm. also a two-preamp, because I, I just have to have the tone of a two-amp. Yeah. You know, that, that it just, for metal, you just can't beat it, oh, yeah. you know. And then I have the, uh, the PV5505 plus head and uh, slant uh, selection vintage 30 cabinet. And it's just, it's now beautiful, man. Mm-hmm. Right now I got some blown tubes, so <laughs> I'm not playing through that because I can't stand the way it sounds compared to how it normally sounds, you mm-hmm. know. So I'm using my little backup uh, practice amp. I got a little Fender Mustang 212 that I practice on, oh, okay. you know, so I can keep up my chops and all that while I'm trying to gather the money to, you know, rebuild my tubes in my. I'm gonna drop in some pickups in my Jackson. I got a Jackson Road model, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just badass. I mean, it's all solid one-piece construction. Yeah. But uh, I want to drop in some uh, some Seymour Duncan uh, um, <clears throat> blackouts. I got there the hot rod blackouts that the uh, guy from Slipknot uses. Oh, yeah. Because they're a little more edgier than the normal blackouts. Yeah, I was going to uh, put them in my Les Paul. Yeah, I was just like, I don't know. I got I had this black classic. That I just got like a few months ago, and I was thinking, man, I like to swap out these fifty sevens. Swap out these fifty sevens that are in there. I'm like, man, I don't want to mess with this. I'm gonna fuck it up. <laughs> so, I just, so I just left <laughs> yeah. them. In. But I had, yeah, I had other Les Pauls, you know, where I put in um, EMGs, and I didn't care about that. But I got, I had a couple nice ones. I don't feel like messing with them. I work with it. Yeah. Yeah, they they got some good tone too. It just depends on like what you're after, you know. So uh, for me, thrash metal, you know, I'm I'm really, I'm a tone freak, you know. And and right now it's driving me crazy because I can't get the tone that I know I can get out of my equipment because yeah. of those weak tubes and my pickups in my guitar right now. And so I'm kind of going, God damn, man! I used to be able to 
you know, wire this in like no problem. And now it's like the last time I rewired my guitar. I mean, it works. It just, I don't like the sound of, of these pickups. I mean, for some reason, they seem to sound cold, you know. And so uh, I said, you know, and I'm just going to go with, you know, the new active set and just, you know, BBN doll cure. <laughs> are those the, your preamp you know. preamp tubes? Are those the ones that that are blown? Uh huh. Yeah, I noticed that I had a bad a bad preamp tube because uh, they. Uh, I looked up how to check them, and what you do is you open up the back of your amp and expose your preamp tubes while it's still on, and uh, you lightly tap it with a pencil or something or a pen or something. You know, and, and tap them, and as you go, you'll find the bad one because when you tap it, you'll hear the difference, and you can actually hear the tapping on the uh, tubes coming through the speakers, but when you get to that bad one, it'll really sound distinct. And so, sure enough, I confirmed that that was my problem. And so I said, shit, all right. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's not a big fortune or nothing it's just that i got so much stuff going on i had to put that on back burner for a little while you know oh yeah but uh i remember when i first got that man oh you know when you need that perfect tone and you just you just adhere to it while you're playing you know that's what I had, and then all of a sudden, I noticed my tone started like drifting off oh, wow. and drifting off, and it just kept getting further and further away. I'm like, "What's <laughs> going on, man?" And I, I was just, I was going crazy trying to figure out, well, what did I do with my rack? You know, maybe yeah. I didn't con- do a control right, and I, going round and round and round. Finally, I, I figured out it's, it's the head. Yeah. You know, and these heads are great, man. There's nothing wrong with them. They're perfect, man. For metal, shit, you can't go wrong. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, once uh, once I get this thing back on, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be juicy. I hear you, uh, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm playing through. I got a, a couple. I have. Let's see. I have. Um, well, my I, I basically play through a DSL 100 Marshall. And just straight right. through there, right from, um, let's see, I got, uh, your, your base, I have your basic, um, the preamp, you know, the, and, um, shit, I haven't looked at my pedal board in like two weeks, kind of forget what I have there. But what, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I had to do. I had to go look at my rack when you asked me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm even, in my studio yeah, now. I don't have mine here. <laughs> mine's, at, mine's over at the studio. And I, I just look over here. All I got here is my I have RP three sixty, and that that kind of gives me everything I need on that thing. Oh, I do it all my recording cool. at home with it. Plug right in the computer and just boom, has all the effects. Oh, right need. on. It doesn't give you that 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 deep tone that you would get from your amp, but you know it's 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 good. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I noticed that. I noticed that. That's why I choose well because of the style of music I do. I have to mic my speaker, yeah. you know, to get that to get that juicy sound coming out back to me, yeah. you know, and uh, <laughs> and then and then having to learn the digital world because, uh, like I said, thirty years of of just for just figuring it was game over because you know back in the day you know 
we didn't have the internet and stuff like oh, that yeah. and all that. So like your internet was how many telephone poles can you tack your flyer to oh, till you me. run out of paper and nails, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I hope they, it comes, I hope that it brings people to the show, you know, things yeah. like that. But, uh, so getting back into the scene, you know, I was bombarded, you know, because here I am with an analog mind and everything is now digital, you know, and so I'm still learning, but I, I know enough now to record and edit all my stuff. The bit, the next step is to learn how to master it so that I can make it sound radio ready where the, all the levels and the volumes are you know, the way they're supposed to sound instead of way down there like it's far away. Oh, I, <laughs> I hate that. That's what I can't stuff. figure out yet, but yeah. I'm going to. <laughs> if you need some help mastering something like that, you know, you're just doing some basic, you know, testing stuff, you can shoot it over to me and I can throw it through my mixer and and I use Audacity and a few other things where I could raise levels and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, well, what I want to try and do is I want to try to accept the challenge I've set for myself. And yeah. until I can't do it, then I'll start thinking about doing that. But I do want to learn that because I need to know it. Yeah. You know, And I do have a manual. I got a manual that's nearly two inches thick oh. full of Pro Tools secrets and gizmos. And nobody, <laughs> nobody needs any manuals. Just YouTube that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody does now, huh? <laughs> you, got, you got time to I've read done that, that a few times. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I learned how to check my tubes, actually. <laughs> oh, I did too. I, 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 but it works, you know. I love doing that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see yeah. here. Um, so once again, how can people get hold of your music? Oh, well, you can find us on YouTube Music. You can find us on Bandcamp. That's that's my main my main channel. Mm -hmm. um, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Spotify. Uh, you know you can you can get our digital. Actually, you can you can get my digital album from my Bandcamp in three different types of files. You can either get it in MP3 when you when you download it, or you can get it in in a WAV file if yeah. you prefer a WAV file. Or if you want to use a FLAC file, you can do that too. But I'm not real familiar with how FLAC is. I just know MP3s and uh, and waves. You know, I know that waves are typically better than the MP3s. But now they have MP3s that are high quality and they are uh, real comparable to wave files. You know, they're a little cleaner. You know, for digital uh, like. So you download it on your phone and you want to bang it everywhere, you know, and listen to it. You know, you can, um, the MP3 is usually the go-to file for radio stations also, like oh, all yeah. the uh, digital or the uh, internet radio stations. They usually want the MP3. So when I do that, I uh, quality MP3 I can put out. So anyway, um, <clears throat> you can do that. You can get the digital or you can buy the physical uh, CDs or the vinyls from my Bandcamp page. And uh, and uh, all you have to do is look it up on Bandcamp, you know. That's the same place where you can get, like, your patches and stuff, your merch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All my merch is on my Bandcamp, my physical merch. And uh, if you go to my Twitter, 
and and hit my Bandcamp link, it'll take you straight to that too. You know, but uh, what I'm going to try and do is, well, what I am going to do is I'm going to go with some promotion companies, some good promotion companies yeah. that will be advertising my Bandcamp link and all that. You know, because that's where I that's where I make my personal sales, where yeah. I make money. You know, <clears throat> because otherwise, you know, they they go to the the labels and they buy from them. You know, and uh, the good thing is, is that between, uh, well, like say, if there's someone in Canada or somewhere in the USA that or Mexico that want to buy my record, <clears throat> I can save them shipping costs as opposed to them buying it from the label because they have to ship it all the way from Greece. As it is, if I want more supplies now, because I already used my hundred, uh, my hundred stack of CDs, so I had to buy fifty more of my record from my label <laughs> at wholesale, <laughs> which is like three three dollars and fifty cents a CD. <laughs> wow, <laughs> ain't that something? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know, on the one hand, it really don't make sense for me to do that, yeah. you know, but I did it because, you know, it was easy, and, you know, of, of uh, hibernation, let's say, yeah. you know, so, so I figured, hey, you know, this is a good way for me to not have to spend a fortune right now and get all these physical CDs and vinyls made, you know, so I use it as an advantage for the time where I was at, you know, but now now with my new release i'm not going to do that and i noticed too that <clears throat> most of the labels that i spoke with not all of them i'm sure i'm sure not all of them are like this but a lot of them are is they want you to give them x amount of copies of your cds for nothing so they can distribute it and keep the money and yeah they're getting your name out there and all that which is the cool part the only cool part, yeah. but I mean, here you are. You're working your ass off to get this music made, for one. Then you're then you're spending a grip of money to produce it, and then press vinyls and stuff. And then they're just saying, okay, you can let me have that, and I'll I'll put you in all these things, you know, promotions and magazines. So they say that's what that's what sucked me in, right? Yeah. And then I was like. But it didn't turn out to be what I expected it to be as far as promotions go. You know, I was I was thinking, all right, you know, he's going to put us on the radio and all the, you know, and, and blast it out. And I had all these visions of what, you know, they kind of told me, you know, but I don't have no hard feelings towards our label, you know, I mean, but <clears throat> hindsight, you know, I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. You know, it's better for me to spend my own money in my time, I don't have to rush. I mean, if if as long as I can produce my music and make it ready to go, and I have to wait a while till I can spend for pressing and spend, because once once I get this next album done, you know, I'm gonna try to get me a freaking billboard on Hollywood Boulevard with <laughs> the logo and a picture and this yeah. and that and where to find it at, you know, and and really go big with promotions, you know, because. The nice thing is, is I can write it off on my taxes. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's my only, my only justification for spending so much money on shit like that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but I, you I have to do it, man. I mean, because if you if you if you allow the record 
you're going to do this for you. Yeah. You know, especially, well, in my genre, for example. Now, if I was some top 40 pop band or artist, let's say, and I was doing the same thing, and I got signed with a label, it would be totally different because they would do all that shit, and I would be on every radio station that... Because, you know, metal, especially thrash metal and, and really hardcore metal, you know, that's that's more like on the special metal shows late at night, <laughs> you know, and all this crap, you know. And what we really need in this country are more metal stations on the FM channels, Yeah, you know. I mean, real metal stations that cater to metal, you know, I think. I hear you. It's it's, it's tough, man, because music is just, it's not moving. Metal isn't moving that way like we want it to, you know. I mean, we're we're, we're, where we're at in, but they're out to make money, and they know there's no money in real metal these days. And they, they don't well, at least at least they don't want they don't yeah. want to believe that so they want to go where they say okay pop is the big thing so we're going to suck our money and stick it in this area here in these big urban cities and we're going to just blow it out here and just you know do it that way. Yeah, you know that's what they think, but that they're actually shooting themselves in the foot because oh, yeah. if you look at all the people that show up like to the Bakken, for example. You know, that's a huge audience, just that alone, yeah. you know, and plus all the other shows around the world. There's a huge metal movement. Yeah. And and what they're doing is they're shooting themselves in the foot because here they are denying us, you know, a way in because they're like, ah, whatever. Hey, OK, I'll do it myself because I'm not going to change my shit to please them. Yeah. Hell no, because then my heart wouldn't be in it. And I wouldn't like what I'd be doing, you know? I mean, if I don't make shit, I'm still going to keep producing music and doing it the way I said with my own label because no one can touch me as far as, you know, do me dirty. You know what I mean? Because I'm going to be the label and the band all in one shot. You know, I'll be the shot caller. No one's going to come over here and tell me, oh, I don't like you using this track or I want you to soften it up because I want to try and put you here. No, you know, I'm not going to do that. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm not going to do that. And, and see, that's, that's part of the thing that started happening with my old band with this release Yeah, is he's like trying to control everything. And that's when everything started going wrong. And so, <clears throat> you know, as far as I'm concerned, I'm already successful. Yeah. I mean, I'm all over the world. I mean, I'm on radio stations all over the world. This release is blasted in, in small circles everywhere around the world. You know, and for me, that I call success. I mean, it was, if it was about the money, I'd be a top 40, you know, artist. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I hear you. I mean... I mean, sure, I would love, hey, as, if, if I could get to the point where I could make enough money to support my family and my lifestyle, you know, and continue releasing and, and touring and all that stuff, I'd be glad. I don't need to make a million dollars. I just need to make enough money to live on, you know. And if I could do that with my music, then I'd be totally living the dream. But for now, 
I am living the dream because I got the best of both worlds. You know, I got a steady job that pays good. I got a house I just bought that's that's mine and my family's, you know, which was a lifelong goal. You know, and I'm actually doing everything musically I've ever wanted to do. I mean, I used to daydream, you know, when I was a kid. And I, I was just starting to learn and getting into metal and playing and this and that. And I used to think how cool it would be if I could just get, you know, a record made, you know, and, and be on the radio. And here I am in a live interview with a DJ and we're talking about <laughs> yes. this, you know, and it's like, man, you know, what else can you ask for? You know, That's the great. rest, the rest is okay. I mean, and two, you know, if, if I was in a position where I could go touring right now and, and, and have a live band or, or, you know, Actually, I don't think, I don't really, well, let me, let me rephrase that. Sure. If I was, if I was in the position to where I could form a band and start touring, I would, Yeah. but I can't jeopardize my family's livelihood on the premise of if I can be successful doing this or like, if we have enough sales this year, we can be like this, you know, cause if doesn't pay the bills, if doesn't buy my guitar strings, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. So I don't do if no more because I done that when I was young and I really yeah. ate it. You know, I really, I really ate the big one over that because that was like a wrong turn. So that taught me don't ever put your money on eggs that aren't hatching yeah. or, or haven't hatched yet. You know? I hear you. I know, I know what you're talking about. But you know how it is when we're yeah. kids and we don't got nothing to lose and, right. you know, we just go for it, you know, <laughs> which is cool. There's nothing wrong with that. If you can do it, you know, I would if yeah. I could, but it's okay. I mean, for now, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to produce this next record. Mm -hmm. And once that's produced and I establish my own record label, then I'm going to publish it to mm -hmm. the world as big as I can possibly Per, per, uh, promote it yeah. for one and then two then I gotta start getting ready to see if I can do an actual show with backing tracks and just be a one man band basically and it has been done I mean it, it was it's, Phil Collins did it you know uh, yeah. for example um, and I seen another guy do it on the Grammys one year I think it was 2017 Grammys and he did a great job, and, you know, there was nothing wrong with it. You know, I would like to be on stage with four other dudes thrashing in in, in series together. That would be great. But reality isn't going to let me do that. You know, the best hope I can have for actually doing live shows is what I'm saying because, again, in this area, there's not a, a big resource of musicians here that play this kind of shit for yeah. one and for two my work schedule so you know the best i can hope for is to get my solo performance down and do local shows because i'm here by you know i'm I'm here in la county yeah well right next the line's right next to me so you know hollywood's like three hours away you know and all these other Las Vegas is about three hours away or, or less. And, uh, you know, I can do a big radius of, of solo shows on my own, 
And yeah. I don't got to worry about if Jimmy's going to show up, if he's <laughs> going to be okay to yeah. play or, you know, none of that other shit that can happen. You know, I just got to worry about, are you ready? Yeah, go. <laughs> all right. That's all I want to do. Yeah, you know, yeah. but uh, I have a, <laughs> I got a few mountains to climb, you know, as far as that goes, because, <laughs> uh, you know, as far as getting everything together, you know, it's it's a big process for me. You know, and then two, I also kind of suffered from carpal tunnel. Oh, I hear you. I'm so, there now. Yeah, it's so my my hand, my fresh oh, hand, and shit. my picking hand go numb once in a while. Oh, oh mine's but not all always. The time. Mine's all the time. And so I wanna, I wanna get that taken care of. Yeah. But you know, I got to do everything a piece at a time. Right now, I'm okay. You know, as far as doing my work in my studio because I can do it. You know, I can play for however long sometimes i can play all day long and it doesn't phase me sometimes i can play like for an hour and then it starts to bother me i gotta stop and shake it off you know it just depends on what my body wants to let me do which is which really sucks you know but it's okay because you know there's a there's a uh, solution for that yeah but you know i guess i just gotta get my little ducks in a row and knock them off one at a time is basically what I'm doing here. Get yourself there. You know, and it's working. It's working, you know. Get that wrist splint and just live with that thing on. And and it'll help. Like, I noticed my my hand, when I was playing my guitar, I'd have to actually take my hand off the fretboard and let it sit alongside my my leg here for a couple seconds and put it right back up there just to get the circulation back to it so I can get feeling back in my hand. So once, yeah, and I've been wearing that wrist splint for a good four or five months straight, and I, I got oh, about, really? yeah, about fifty percent of it back. And so I, wow. So like my last show I played was a couple about a month ago. I played the whole set really? without without any problems, and I was shocked. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I was like, it's my other hand now. Now my picking hand is starting to act up now, and it's kind of really pissing me off. So I'm like, I know, I know exactly the feeling, you know, and it'll go back and forth. It'll go like one hand to the other hand during the time you're playing. And sometimes both will act up at the same time, you know, but, but I think because I, you know, I've, I've been a production welder all my life, you know, and so, well, all my, all my young adult life till now. And uh, of course I'm not a production welder now, which is great. But all the vibrating tools and the grinders and hammering shit all the time. I'm still hammering shit because I'm a mill right yeah. now. And I do welding, but not production work. You know, but that repetitious shit all day long, every day, every day, every day, yeah. man. It's going to fuck you up, man. Oh, I know it is. You know, but, <clears throat> but what are you going to do? You got to make a living somehow, right? That's right. So, <laughs> so that's what I did, man. And, but now, I'm, you know, I'm kind of paying for it in the end. <clears throat> so kids get an education that's right <laughs> take care of your hands but anyway <laughs> but anyway uh you know i mean i can't say it's all been all bad except that you know after a while it does catch up with you so like i'm to the point right now where i'm gonna go ahead and start getting an operation done you know because they can do it pretty easily and you can have a really more or less a lot of fast recovery yeah. time with that uh laparoscopic surgery they yeah. do i think it's called <clears throat> and they go in and they make 
as little incisions as they, you know, to get in there. And then they use a microscope and all this other high-tech shit to do the work. Mm-hmm. And uh, You should see if you could do it yourself. That's where I'm at. You see if you could do it yourself, just YouTube it. <laughs> yeah, I'll YouTube it. <laughs> 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 That'd be crazy, huh, if it could. I That's wish right. I wish it was that easy. <laughs> But uh, I'm happy today with, you know, how things are. I mean, there, you know, I could, <clears throat> I could complain about this and that, but I know how to, I know how to change what I don't like happening with my music right now. Yeah. But on a whole though, <clears throat> you know, um, but I got everything happening the way I always hoped it would be, you know, yeah. I mean, and if I make money, I make money next time around. You know, well, I'm not, I'm not finished promoting with this last release. You know, I'm just having to take a break for a while because yeah. I did spend a lot of money last year on, on release, um, promotions. And, <clears throat> and the thing about that is I could have made better use with the money I spent oh, yeah. by using better companies mm-hmm. instead of like nickel and diming YouTube and yeah. I mean, not YouTube, but Twitter and and Facebook, Facebook ads yeah. that don't go nowhere and you get like a bunch of these random likes because you're asking people to like and this and that but they're mm-hmm. not really metal fans but you know I do have a I do have a big uh a big uh how you say uh now now I have a big uh, you know pool of metal fans and a lot of a lot of uh musicians that I'm connected with now <laughs> which is a great thing but before when i started you know i didn't know anything about all this promotion and facebook crap and how you do this and how you do that so i was like here i am bombarded with that how you do this how you do that how you <laughs> do your digital stuff and then i had a new digital uh audio workstation <clears throat> which was a new pro Tools 12 mm. so i got into that and that was a whole nother world in its own. So it's like, I'm just going nuts, man. Everything out, but it's getting a lot easier as far as, you know, how to promote. And cause I've, I've found out who I don't want to be messing with for promotions. Yeah. Cause I've had a lot of bunk promotions too. You, one thing you really have to watch out for is these fake plays like, Oh yeah, give us like 50 bucks and we'll give you like 30,000 plus, uh, uh, plays on your YouTube or on not YouTube, but like on your SoundCloud and yeah. and your and your Bandcamp page. And what happens is, <clears throat> what they do somehow, I think, is because it sure seems like it's fake. Because I mean, you don't get no response from no one. It just says like you got five thousand plays, and but you're not getting any feedback. Nobody's at least you know following you hardly at all stuff like this and it's like wow it's kind of weird you know how can i get five thousand plays and and it's like nothing so what they do is you're buying fake numbers to make yourself look good is basically what you're doing you You know know? you notice that those numbers that's like a dead end street you ever notice that those numbers disappear it goes back to where you started off at oh you know what yeah i did in fact my soundcloud i i uh I, I bought one of those before I figured this out mm-hmm. for my SoundCloud. I also have my stuff on SoundCloud too for anybody who's interested. Um, you can stream it all you want, 
you know, give us a shout out, you know, maybe share it with a buddy. It would be nice. But uh, SoundCloud, man, that's what happened. And I'm like, wow, you know, all of a sudden. But now there are a couple that actually do have better promotions with that that I think are actually effective. Um, I can't remember their name offhand, but uh, I just talked to them a while back, and they seem like, and I started researching them, and they seem like they might be okay. Yeah. So I might, I might try and do something with them, but I'm, I'm really gonna focus on the more high dollar promotions that are actually effective, like Blast Beat and you know Rolling Stone and all that shit. You yeah. know. Well, keep me and, in a, uh, keep me in a loop with all those. Let me know what's what's working and what's not. Sure, I'll do that, brother. No problem, man. I mean, I'm really I really appreciate you taking the time oh, to no to bring me in the, today on the air, and you know, I really do appreciate. I I could I I'm almost positive your review of of my release was like the first review I ever got. <laughs> Wow. And I was just like so blow, blown away by it. I was like, wow, man, this is a great review, man. I just loved it, bro. <clears throat> I want to thank you for oh, that. No problem. You know, because uh, I wasn't expecting that. And I don't even know how that ended up getting into your hands. But I remember uh, part of the uh, review was like you're talking about all these bands and then all of a sudden, and then you said, and then this fell into our lap. The Overlord <laughs> Messiah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even remember how, that, I don't remember how that happened. I don't know. I was all like, wow. You know, it was great, man. But uh, that was like the greatest time. I mean, because I was just at that time is when I just released it. And so I was watching all these things evolve, you know, that I've always wished I could do. And it was like, wow, now this is how. Wow, now I got an interview. Wow, now I got this. Wow, now I'm in a metal magazine, you know, and it's been great, you know, I mean. And that's basically how the word gets out on my music is through the magazines and the the reviews, I think. Mm -hmm. I think that's the most effective because, like I say, you know, the fans are pulling up because they're reading stuff and they're stumbling across this and that and this artist and that. You know, so for all the other artists that are listening who are just coming up and wondering what to do, that's some of the stuff that I learn, and I'm still learning, you know, and it's a hard damn lesson and crash course and what to do and what not to do. You know, you're going to make mistakes along the way, and you're just going to have to suck it up and drive on and don't go there no more and go somewhere else with that, (laughs) (laughs) you know. But don't let it discourage you because it, it can, you know. That's it. I mean, there's been a couple points where I've stopped and thought, oh, why am I doing this again? Oh, yeah, well, because I love it, yeah. you know. I love it, man. And <clears throat> and so, you know, and that's how I'm going to do it, man, is, is uh, with this next release, man, just make my own label. It's going to cost me some money, I'm sure. It's, it can't be free, and it can't be that cheap, but it oh, can't yeah. cost a fortune either because, you know, basically you're just getting more or less like, I haven't really looked into it yet, but it's like you're establishing a business, you know, that's going to be part of it, you know, and then you're going to have to come up with a name, that's going to be part of it, and then you might have to copyright certain things, I don't know, but 
you know, it's going to be some kind of expense, but it, it'll be worth it in the end because then nobody can touch you as far as trying to bone you. Oh, and man. that's where I'm at because I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so uh, that's what I'm trying to do. And, and uh, you know, it's it's been... Uh, it's been all good. Even even my kind of bad experiences with some things I've like promotion wise and some mistakes I've made on trying to get this out there, you know, even that has it has been negative, but it's also been positive because it's taught me a lot. Oh yeah. Not a lot, yeah. but it's taught me, you know, what I shouldn't be doing. You know, and everybody needs to know that also. <laughs> <laughs> So that's not a bad lesson. It's just one of the harder lessons. <laughs> Let's see here. Just a couple more things. And we'll let you get going. But once again, how can people get All a hold right, of, brother. How can people get a hold of your music? And what's that Bandcamp page site? Oh, it's uh, Bandcamp.com. And then search Wretched. Um, or I could I could spell out the whole the whole Earl, but it's kind of a pain. Yeah. But uh but uh the uh the uh earl is h t t p s and then you got your semicolon and your two slashes and then it says r e t c h e d dot no r e c h well i can't even spell my own damn band name r e t c h e d wretched one dot bandcamp dot com so what they do is everything is your band name and then dot and then bandcamp.com. So mm-hmm. like any band that's on there, you can put their name up and then dot bandcamp.com and that'll get you there. You know, or actually the best thing to do is just look up Wretch the Overlord Messiah on the Google Mm-hmm. Uh, search and everything will come up all where to find my music all my past articles um everything nice. so that's that's probably the best way to go and do it you know and we're on youtube you know i say we because i keep reflecting back at me and the boys but it's only me now but uh <clears throat> and at that time too we were called a different name we were called avatar but that's such a gay name i couldn't stand calling this release avatar so <laughs> so i had to name it what i would name a new band yeah you know so i picked that and uh the the definition in the english dictionary uh, kind of means to to want to throw up or or have the urge to throw up yeah and the reason why I picked that name was because when I look around the world at all the atrocities in history and even now that still go on, you know, it just makes me sick, you know. And it, I'm sure it makes, well, obviously it makes everybody else sick too. But that's that's kind of the mindset and that's kind of like a really thrash metal type, you know, how you say it. Just uh, you know, it's it's got it's it's thrash, dude. It's thrash to me, you know. I mean, that's that's everything that has to do about thrash metal to me, you know, because that's more or less what most of us write about. It's like what's 
what's happening around the world and I mean, not everything negative, but I mean, there's a lot of negative stuff and, and bad stuff happening. And, and that's uh, what it's it's almost like it's almost like a pure heavy metal uh, version of the blues. But of course, it's not blues. It's thrash, but it has that bluesy type thing in there. Oh, yeah. You know, not sound wise, but, you know, the feeling. Just, reflection of yeah. i don't know i i can't describe it exactly what i'm trying to say but um you know like everything that brings us down like the government and this and that and war and this and that is everything that we sing about you know you know and and uh and that's that's why i say it's kind of like almost like a heavy metal form of the blues <laughs> 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 kind of you know if you think about it What's what song would you like me to play for everybody? Oh man, play the Pharaoh's Curse for me, bro. I gotcha. Just the one that's, that's like one 50, of my favorite tracks. Just the one that's like fifteen minutes long. No, oh, it's four minutes. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, and it got a Davida, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. We're, hey, we're gonna get going here, but I definitely thank you for okay, taking bro. time for calling in and being on the show. And just getting us updated, and for the people who haven't heard you before on the show here, at least now they got acclimated to you and your band, and now they're going to hear some some of the old 80s metal that's going to be right in their faces in like two minutes. Cool, bro. Thank you very much for having me no on problem. your show. Anytime, man. Man. I really appreciate it a bunch. Okay, man, and have yourself a good one. And keep me in the loop All right, with you too, bro. We'll, we'll keep in touch, okay? Sounds good, man. All right, okay. thank you very much, You're welcome, bro. Man. Bye. Feel the 
You're freaking me out. You're freaking me out. You freak me out. go man that there is of course some brand new snoo with your freaking me out oh let's see i'm getting ready to get out of here uh but i was gonna keep going here but i had I'm having some computer problems so uh shit just ain't working right well, something happened i bumped one of my cords from my external drive and i kind of like um it offset everything so everything on my board is not there. So it's kind of like fucking with me. So um, now I had a... It's a mess. You people who got computers, you know what the hell I'm going through. So um, we're going to get out of here, though. But I thank everybody for tuning in this week. And we got two hours in tonight. So definitely, we, we I want to say this show is in the memory of Jill Janis, singer of Huntress. Of her passing away this week. So our thoughts and memories and prayers go out to her and her family. And we played the interview that Michael and Jeff did a couple years ago with her. And we also had a live interview with Brecht. Here on Maximum Threshold. So I want to thank everybody again for tuning in. Uh, yeah, man. I'll see you guys. I think I'm going to be here next week. Or I'm not. I don't know. It's my birthday next week. 25th so i don't know what i'm doing so um i know i I won't be around during the day i don't know what time i'll be back so i'm getting out of here but i want to thank everybody again for tuning in you guys walk and whoa have a good one people love y'all Just listen to Maximum Threshold Radio Show. Airs live every Saturday night, 8 p.m. until whenever the fuck they shut up. So tune in. It is pointless to resist.